we'd like to welcome you back to part two of our current event and weekly Bible study for February 15th, 2015. And uh, the next report, and I've entitled, I put in here the first part, Nazis on the Loose, Jail Anti-Vax Parents. This is a column that appeared um, uh, in USA Today. Okay. And this is by a gentleman named Alec, Alex Berezos. This was on January 28th, 2015. So a little over a couple weeks ago. And good old Alex says, the entirely preventable California measles outbreak has now sickened more than 70 people. He's right, it, is, it was entirely preventable. If it wasn't for the vaccinated, it would have never happened. But let's go further. With perhaps hundreds more exposed, the outbreak will likely continue as the disease spreads. Experts will debate how we respond and what to do about the anti-vaccine movement that's partly to blame for this mess. I'm surprised he didn't say fully to blame. Likely all will agree on is a better outreach to parents. That's not enough. Parents who do not vaccinate their children should go to jail. That's what old Alex says. This is in USA Today. Okay, this isn't like some independent little alternative media thing. This is main, the lamestream, mainstream propaganda channel pipeline we're dealing with here. USA Today, sis, boom, ba, rah, 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 red, white, and blue, USA Today, worthless newspaper. And this guy says parents who do not vaccinate their children should go to jail. Can you imagine being so wicked and evil that, you know, to say something like that? In the year 2015, it is amazing that anyone in the United States contracts measles. Now he's right, and I'm gonna go show you that why in a second. Today, however, because of these ignorant anti-vaxxers, the disease is staging a comeback. It's all our faults. Anyone who hasn't been fully vaccinated to the gills, you know, where you got just the vaccines just, you know, coming out your ears, you're the bad guy, you're evil. Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil. See, that's the norm now calling evil good and good evil. This guy's mind is so darkened with evil and sin that he'll stand on his soapbox and, and spew out just nothing but lies and just the exact opposite of what the truth is. In the year 2015, uh, okay, I already spread that. Anti-vaxxers often claim the right is not to, quote, put poison in their children's bodies. That is ludicrous. A mountain of data has demonstrated that vaccines are safe and effective. Insisting otherwise is akin to believing that the moon landing was faked. Oh, and again, it's always about shame, the shame game. In order to shame all the anti-vaxxers into, into full compliance, USA Today, comment, my comment, their forked tongue devil lies just keep getting bigger and bigger. Here are the facts regarding the measles, which is the MMR and the ProQuad vaccines. Now, again, the reason they're pushing MMR and ProQuad, because remember, measles, mumps, rubella, ProQuad is measles, mumps, rubella, and I believe varicella. Okay, that's why they call it quad for four. Well, the reason they're pushing them is because, like I said last week, they're, they're grown off. The, the measles part is not, but the other parts of them are grown off aborted babies, or aborted fetal tissue cell cultures. Okay, So they want to make sure you get good and good and cursed from these vaccines and are, and are defiled from a physical and spiritual sense as much as, as they can defile you. So instead of just saying, get the measles vaccine, which actually isn't cultured off aborted babies, abor aborted fetal tissue, and by itself isn't near as bad as the MMR or the ProQuad, I wouldn't advise it ever, but I'm just saying it's not near as bad. No, 
they just want you to go ahead and get the MMR and ProQuad because it's very, very important to Satan that you are defiled body, soul, and spirit as much as possible from his wicked devil vaccines. Now, here's just some recent news reports. A mother whose newborn contracted measles is blaming the unvaccinated children, despite evidence showing vaccinated children spread measles. Statistics showing the measles vaccine was linked to more death. Here's another one. And, and statistics showing that the measles vaccine is linked to more deaths in the past 10 years than the disease itself. See, more, far more people have died from the vac measles vaccine, from the MMR, and, and gotten autism and all of these other things than, than the disease itself. Far more. Not only that, but the person who may have been given uh, who may have given her newborn measles was um, was uh, was vaccinated, according to officials. These are all linked reports that I'm referencing here. Okay, so this this newborn, this this mother of this newborn, who's blaming the unvaccinated for defiling her baby with measles. There's a almost guaranteed chance. That the person who have given who, who gave her newborn measles was vaccinated. That's how it happens. And again, they, these are all linked reports. Next report: measles kill. Measles vaccine kills more people than the disease. Media buries statistics and stud and studies pointing to vaccine dangers. Of course they do. They're evil. They're wicked. They're of their father, the devil, and of his lust and of his works they will do. So that, that's how they they uh, they work. Um, next report: Vaccine insert says recipients are contagious for 28 days. Now that is on the MMR vaccine. Okay, hold on. Let me get this straight. You get the MMR cultured off two different aborted fetal strains. It has recombinant uh, GMO, the only vaccine in existence that has that at least we know about that has GMO, genetically modified human protein in it. Okay, and that's just the tip of the iceberg. I got into all the, the ingredients in the last study, okay? And you're contagious for 28 days after you get it because of what they call viral shedding. And you're gonna blame it on the unvaccinated? Of course. We're just hoping that nobody else figures this out. Well, there's a lot of people that have. The vaccinated are infected carriers. That's another report here. CDC lies. Measles outbreaks confirmed among children already vaccinated. Infant develops measles-like rash weeks after receiving measles vaccine. These are all different reports that are all recent. MMR measles vaccine clinical trials results faked by Big Pharma. I got this. I reported on this story last week, but I reposted it here. At least the link just to bolster what I'm talking about here. Shocking US court documents reveal all. Company that makes MMR and ProQuad is just absolutely, totally evil, Merck. With an absolutely horrific past. Lies, cover-ups, people dying, that they're, that they're knocking off. Yeah, and I'm gonna trust them with, with their devil shot. In, in my children, I'm gonna I'm gonna trust them because they they you know they're always gonna do the right thing. Here is here is a, here is a graph which shows from 1838 to 1978 around there, and it shows deaths per 100,000 of people that died of measles, measles. Okay. Um, in 1838. Per 1,000 people, no, per 100,000, I'm sorry, per 100,000, you got your spike around, it looks like around 1841 mm, maybe, maybe, no, about 1840, 1840 it looks like. You had 70 people per 100,000 dying of measles per year, okay? The graph starts coming down from that point on. And now it goes up some years of doubt, but it's, it's a downward trend, okay? Until you get to the point 
1968, measles vaccine introduced, 1968, guess what? You can't even, it's so low at that point, the deaths from measles. Now, this is before the vaccine was implemented. And this is the case for every vaccine. Polio, you name it. Before the vaccines were ever introduced, the diseases were literally non-existent. It looked like maybe one to two people per year per 100,000 might have been dying. And maybe it's a little bit higher. But the, the graph's so low at that point, you can't tell. It's, it's, literally, it's literally close, like paralleling the bottom line of like zero. So here's the deal. They implement the vaccine when the thing's already been wiped out, whatever they're dealing with, whooping cough, diphtheria, polio, measles, and then they take credit for, for curing it, even though it had already been wiped out long before that. Why? Better sanitation. Um, better hand washing techniques. There's a lot, it, it basically what it boiled down to was better hygiene. Okay, that's the reason. And you know, in the Old Testament, it talked about, okay, when you were going to basically go number two, you go out there, you dig a hole, you cover it up. Okay, you don't go out there and, and, and walk among, you know, a whole bunch of human feces or whatever and expect not to get sick. Okay, there were basic hygiene things in the Old Testament that they adhered to and God did that for a reason because he knew if they didn't do that they were going to be exposing themselves to disease and and it sounds to me and it looks to me like that's exactly what ended up happening from like I don't know it looks like about 1838 to I mean w w when you get to about 19 around 1950 yeah I mean even at that point really dramatic dramatic drops down to almost zero levels okay this was the case for um virtually everyone the vaccines never wiped out nothing okay they never wiped out nothing okay i just stopped and in, in this is some material i have covered probably mm, i don't know two three four years ago but I reinserted it in here, and what it is, is this is just confirmation on what I've said, so you don't take my word for, for something on that. And it's graphical evidence shows that vaccines didn't save us, okay, like they've always been purported to do. And what it does is it shows a series of graphs, okay, and um, one for whooping cough, one for diphtheria, one for measles, one for scarlet fever. Uh, one for typhoid fever and polio. The above graphs based on the official death numbers are recorded in the official yearbook of the Commonwealth of Australia and are taken from Greg Beatty's excellent book, Vaccination, A Parent's Dilemma. There's a link to that. And they represent the decline in death rates from the infectious diseases in Australia. They clearly show the vaccines had nothing to do with the decline in death rates. Now, they show you on the graphs where the vaccines are implemented. And every single time the vaccines are implemented, the, va the, the, death, the death rate of these particular things is totally like non-existent or, or basically totally on its way out, okay? In other words, these diseases were dying their own natural death to speak because of better sanitation and hygiene, okay? So... Also note, graphical evidence on the decline in death rates from infectious diseases for the USA, England, New Zealand, and many other countries shows the exact same scenario as above, meaning the above graphs that we're talking about. I posted them in the PDF for this teaching, okay? Um, from his book, Health and Healing, Dr. Andrew Weil best answers it from this statement. He says, quote, scientific medicine has taken credit it does not deserve for some advances in health. Most people believe the victory over infectious diseases of the last century came with the invention of immunizations. In fact, cholera, typhoid, tetanus, diphtheria, and whooping cough, etc. were in decline, and I mean serious decline, before vaccines for them became available. The result of better methods of sanitation, sewage disposal, and distribution of food and water was the reason for these declines. Okay, not the vaccines. 
Remember, you can't drug yourself into good health, but hygiene is huge. Like I said, I mean, you can't, you know, it's an incredibly important thing. So anyway, the graphs are all here and um, that ought to help you, help you as well. Now, I inserted the information at this point for the MMR and the ProQuad and the information, some of the information that I put in last week's teaching is here again to show you how wicked and evil these vaccines they would like to mandate on us for measles are okay and this is on the MMR and ProQuad so anyway I, and it tells you again I, I go into how the information goes into how um, the uh, aborted babies used in these culturing mediums for these vaccines were derived and it, it goes into depth on that and then I give you all the, the ingredient lists and what is in the MMR2 vaccine um, uh, by Merck and all of the just horrific garbage that is in it and the GM, the GMO protein used in it and then I give you um, my teaching on um, some three teachings I I got into on how they are corrupting our DNA okay three different teachings I've done on that so anyway I don't want to recover all of this over again but the information's there and, and it'll it'll what it'll do is greatly strengthen if you were to, let's say, I don't even copy it or try to uh, send the the uh, attachment or the PDF to somebody, it, it, there's no way they're going to refute this stuff. It's irrefutable. It's just factual knowledge out there. And, and um, say he's not going to like it, but it's just, it's, lo it's rock solid as far as the information. Now, I mean, I didn't invent the information. The information is just widely available uh, if you dig for it. So the CDC says to prevent measles, children and some adults should be vaccinated with the measles, mumps, rubella vaccine. Two doses of the vaccine are needed for complete protection. So they want to hit your child twice with the MMR. Cultured again off two different aborted fetal cell line strains and um, the uh, GMO human protein which has never been put in a vaccine before other than MMR so I just gotta believe that that vaccine and the pro quad are just really near and dear to Satan's heart he get them into your little your little one as soon as possible and the sh and the children should be given the first dose of MMR at 12 to 15 months of age so so hit them when they're little hit them when they're down hit them when they're the most helpless essentially it's always been Satan's motto the second dose can be given four weeks later but is usually given before the start of kindergarten at four to six years of age. It's not preferable, you know, but Satan, Satan will give you a little pass there if, if, if you have to, if you, if you need it. So here, let's go further. McDonald's gives free vaccines with Happy Meals in Texas. As it turns out, your child may just be able to receive a number of significant vaccinations at your local McDonald's on behalf of the Department of Public Health. Hey, what a match made in hell this is. Devil Donalds, McDonald's, and um, the Department of Public Health in charge of giving the vaccines. What a what a uh, a satanic combo! I was just as shocked as you when I heard the news from an email tip along um, one of the readers' local McDonald's was launching a free vaccination program alongside their fast food marketing program. So they're combining the two now, you know. And I was reasonably skeptical that even McDonald's would launch such a strange, evil combination, especially when considering the extreme financial downfall that the company is experiencing as millions abandon their fake food, um, a really fake poisoned food is what it should be, amid public knowledge over the true extent of their synthetic ingredient list. And I just put out three different reports this week on McDonald's. Okay. Actually, let me just let me just reference those real quick. Okay. Again, my my health news report from 12-14-15. First report is McDonald's sales rapidly decline as Americans reject fake food. Next one is new McDonald's sausage burrito has over 100 ingredients, including chemical used in fireworks. So hey, get your get your day lit up and started the right way with our new firework burrito. Coming to a theater near you. Sorry. Anyway, um, so yeah, you got that going for you. You know, you got that going, for, which is nice, which is nice. Um, anyway, and then 
Bad news for McDonald's French fry lovers. Let's just click on that one and um, see what that entails. McDonald's, it's just like as you'd think they try to backpedal and maybe not, maybe try to like start restructuring their menus and their ingredient lists. No, it's like they're doubling down. It's like, no, we are evil. And, and we are going to show you how evil we can be. And you're going to like it because you're not going to stop coming to us. You know, what are you going to do? Stop eating here? <laughs> like that's an option. That's almost how they're acting. And so I'm just kind of seeing what this one. <laughs> McDonald's French fries contain far less junk in the UK than the US. <sighs> Alex Jones interviewed a lady this week called the Food Babe. And she has launched all these different campaigns to try to get different things out of the foods, okay? Um, now, I'm not endorsing anybody here, okay? I'm just saying that, that she's done some really good programs to get different chemicals out of the foods and um, has had a lot of success, more than anyone I've ever seen ever. And one of the things she got into was the fact that GM Foods has a, sub, uh, has a substance in... Um, their products, their their GM, their well, they are GMO cereals, uh, Monsanto-based wheat, I'm sure, and it's called BHT, a preservative, and it has all kind of horrific side effects. But yet they don't use it in the UK, and she's like, this doesn't even make sense. You use it in the exact cereals here, but you don't use it in those same exact cereals in the UK. She started a petition. They took it out of there. You know, literally like the same day, I think. Um, so, <laughs> McDonald's french fries are made with potatoes cooked in hydrogenated canola and soybean oil. Oh! You couldn't get worse than canola or soybean. They're the two worst oils not meant ever for human consumption. And they're hydrogenated. Meaning that they're really what they are is they're partially hydrogenated. Meaning that they're one to two molecules away from being a hard plastic. See, if it was fully hydrogenated, it would be a hard plastic. But if it's partially hydrogenated, it, it will be in the form of a margarine or an oil. And that's what makes it spreadable or in an oil form. One to two molecules away from being hard plastic. And canola oil, which is, which is real name is rapeseed oil, which was a the main ingredient in mustard gas used in World War II, and soybean oil, which is unbelievably estrogenic and cancer-causing and should never be consumed. The only kind of soy you should ever consume is maybe a little bit of fermented soy now and then, like they do in the Orient, okay? And get organic because all the soy and all the canola is all GML. I don't advise you put it in your body at all. I mean... I use, I do recommend the enzyme called natokinase, which is a, um, has a blood thinning effect and has an artery clearing effect to a certain extent and is derived from fermented soy. But remember, it's only the isolated enzyme derived from the fermented soy. It's not like eating a bowl, bowl of, of, of soybeans, okay? Why are they putting soy in everything? I mean, they're putting it in everything. It's, it's, it's just everywhere you go. Okay, now this is going to be a little part of one of the upcoming studies I was going to do, but I might as well include this now. The soy myth has already been exploded from an article from the Weston Price Foundation. Weston Price is Foundation is solid. Whole food, they're, the, the product line I use with Standard Process was heavily, heavily, heavily in, have, have endorsed Weston Price Foundation for years. Okay, a lot of their products are based on that type of research. Anyway, Weston Price Foundation... Uh, put out a report called 170 Scientific Reasons to Lose Soy in Your Diet. Among many reasons found to avoid eating soy is that it is high in estrogen and when consumed has powerful estrogen-like effects on the body. So the, femination, the feminization of the men, okay? You've got soy as one of the main, main, main culprits. The hops in the beer is also another main culprit. Hops is so estrogenic and so has such a feminizing effect that, and in fact, I think I read this in here. Um, it said prior to the German Beer Purity Act of 1516, beer almost never contained hops. 
In his book, Natural Testosterone Plan, Stephen Harabula writes, hops is best known for its use in beer. The majority of physicians and men overlook its potent chemicals and do not realize that beer itself can significantly alter the male androgen levels. Why do you think the New World Order is pushing so hard for real manly men to drink beer in copious amounts? Well, because they know it's feminizing you and it's gonna lower your testosterone and your androgen levels and it's gonna give you a beer gut. Okay? And cause you to retain body fat and, and, and feminize you. And give you gynecomastia. Which is basically like male breasts. Okay? Sorry, but that's what starts to happen. German beer makers noticed long ago that the young women who picked hops in the fields commonly experienced early menstrual periods. This is just from picking the stuff. The girls were going into early menses just from picking hops. It's so estrogenic. It was putting them into puberty quicker, just from touching it. Because we can absorb things on our skin. Eventually, um, researchers discovered the reason. Hops is perhaps one of the most powerfully estrogenic plants on the planet, meaning estrogen producing. Just 100 grams of hops, about 3.5 ounces, contains anywhere from 30,000 to 300,000 international units of estrogen. Depending on the types of hops, most of it is very potent estrogen, estradiol. Estradiol, as taken into the male body, causes a direct lowering of testosterone levels in the testes and increasing um, a substance called SHBG levels, which then binds up even more free testosterone in the bloodstream. The estradiol in hops has often been found to directly interfere with the ability of the testes Lydig cells to produce testosterone. The presence of this highly estrogenic substance in beer is not an accident. Remember, Satan's trying to destroy you every way he can think of. Okay? He's been around a lot longer than we have. He knows a lot more than we do. And he's got a lot more tricks up his black sleeve than we've got. Now, think of any beer advertisement you've seen. Isn't it curious that despite the powerful feminizing property of hops and beer, it's being portrayed as a man's drink? Real men drink real beer. Film at 11. You know? Machismo. Manly men. Men for all seasons. Anyway. Um, so, there, I want to get into this article separately. Because it gives you... What is the name of the article? Eight ways society is feminizing the human male. Okay? So I really got off on a rabbit trail there. Sorry about that, but I, it just kind of related to what we're talking about here with good old Mickey D's frying their, frying their uh, good old French fries in partially hydrogenated canola and soybean oils. GMO, partially hydrogenated GMO, genetically modified canola and soybean oil. Do you know how many years of your life you're taking off just eating a large fry at McDonald's? Not to mention all the other chemicals they're using or, or how much closer you've just put yourself to cancer. I'm talking really, really, really heavy duty information here. And again, this is why the Bible says that we're destroyed for lack of knowledge. The fries also contain um, substances called TBHQ, anti-foaming agents, preservatives, color stabilizers. Um... And they're just, they're, they're, they're comparing the two. Anyway, I don't want to go down that rabbit trail anymore, but just suffice it to say, it's bad, bad news. Really, really bad news. Okay, so also, just to, you know, the, the estrogenic effects, obviously, is, are going to wreak havoc on a woman's endocrine system, which is even more sensitive than a male's system as well. So this is going to affect both sexes equally horrifically. And with women... Especially um, these types of estrogens, estrogens that we're talking about are called xenoestrogens. They're not the natural estrogen your body would produce. They're like a synthetic chemical type derivative, a bad by and the, the xenoestrogens are cancer causing. Okay? It's one of the many ways we get xenoestrogens in our systems. Uh, but just so you know, that's another thing that the that this estrogenic effect will induce and, and, and that is cancer you know so especially in women it's it's even worse so 
Let's go further. As it turns out, however, numerous Texas newspapers and outlets have documented the free McDonald's vaccine events that have popped up in Amarillo. Uh, it was and is very real. Amarillo.com details the event that first occurred years ago. This has been going on for years, oh my word. It wrote, quote, the city of Amarillo's Department of Public Health and Caring for Children Foundation of Texas will offer free vaccinations for children from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Saturday at McDonald's Restaurant, 815 South Grand Street. Uh, the vaccinations will include men meningococcal vaccine, which is required for 7th and 8th graders and for college students residing in campus housing, the varicella vaccine, which is required for kindergarten and first grade and for 7th and 8th graders, and the Tdap vaccine booster required for 7th and 8th graders, MMR, the one we've been talking about, vaccine for kindergarten and first grade, and the hepatitis A required for um, kindergarten and first grade. So yeah, that's what they're doing. Parents and guardians are asked to bring immunization records, which again will be soon required if you want to board a plane. So you better get used to that, I guess. And children under 17 must be accompanied by parent or guardian. I'm, I'm surprised they would even want that. I mean, that you shouldn't need any parental consent for to have your child back. They should be able to do it on their own. I mean, that's what they've been trying to do anyway. It's vaccinated behind the parents' backs. That and abortions behind parents' backs, you know, anything wicked or evil, you know, the parents don't need to know, you know, especially in the public school system. So uh, let's go further here. Big brother alert, mandatory vaccine shot should be as non-negotiable as seatbelts claim experts. Mandatory vaccines may not be happening anytime soon, but a growing number of experts think that they should be. While many parts of the country allow exemptions for vaccines under philosophical or religious differences, a large number of medical professionals are crying foul because, see, they know what's best for us. In a recent article on Huffington Post, some of these individuals discussed their feelings, drawing comparisons between mandatory vaccines and mandatory laws requiring motorists to wear seatbelts. One of these, quote, experts, Patsy Stitchfield, Director of Pediatric Infectious Disease Services at Children's Hospital and Clinics of Minnesota, uh, had this to say, quote, we would never just lay down that newborn baby in front of the front seat and say, I don't believe in car seats or I don't really want to buckle my child up. We should have the same kind of vigor. What a great word vigor is. We should have the same kind of vigor when it comes to protecting children from vaccine-preventable diseases, even though the vaccines cause them, as we've just documented and all of the other host of horrific things that they're doing to you. So see, we, we, got, we got wonderful medical experts like this on, on the prowl, you know, looking out for our best interests and, and uh, serving Satan and just having a great time while they're doing it and making a boatload of cash, too, you know? So I'm, I'm sure that, you know, they uh, get up in the morning and feel good about who's staring back at them in the mirror. You know, I know I would if I was them. Anyway, let's go further. Um, so let me counter that last one with, with a little bit of, of, of information. Uh, a bigger and more primary issue in the discussion of forced, mandated, and required to work vaccinations is this. Where comes, quote, the authority to violate the body, the bloodstream of an individual without permission, by force or threat of job loss or jail. By what moral authority or life natural authority can costumed pretend authorities violate a person's most intimate and private possession, his or her own body? It's another thing to think about regarding all of this mandated garbage. And again, it's all about, they say it's all about herd immunity. Like we're a bunch of buffalo running around or something. It's all about herd immunity, creating enough herd immunity to have enough uh, percentage of, of the populace vaccinated that the that doesn't even make any sense. If, if somebody doesn't want to be vaccinated and the other people are vaccinated, according to their logic, they're protected, aren't they? Well, no, they're not. 
you unvaccinated are still going to infect us. Well, what does that tell you? That tells you that your vaccines are absolutely worthless because they can't even protect you from somebody unvaccinated. Isn't that the point of vaccinating them in the first place? Yeah, you will be more susceptible to the very disease you got vaccinated with because your immune system is going to be lower because you have a partially attenuated virus in your body. You are contagious, especially after you just get vaccinated. The logic, again, is the exact opposite of the truth. Their logic, their quote logic, which isn't logic at all. Now, let's read some quotes from many prominent MDs regarding vaccines. Here's one from Dr. Robert Mendelson, MD. The greatest threat of child, and here's a picture, these all have pictures of the doctors next to their quotes, okay? The greatest threat of childhood diseases lies in dangerous and ineffectual efforts made to prevent them from mass immunization. He says the greatest threat of childhood diseases lies in vaccines. There is no convincing scientific evidence that mass inoculations can be credited with eliminating any childhood disease. He's right. I just showed you or went over the graphs that showed you when the vaccines were implemented, the disease were almost the diseases that they were introducing them for were almost non-existent. Here's one from Dr. J. Anthony Morse, former chief vaccine control officer and research virologist in the U.S. Here's a former chief vaccine control officer. You know what he said? Quote, there is a great deal of evidence to prove that immunization of children does more harm than good. Here's another MD, David Ayub. He says, I no longer am trying to dig up evidence to prove vaccines cause autism. There is an already an abundant amount of evidence. This debate is not scientific, but political. Another one by a guy named Archie Calcarnerios. He's got more degrees behind his name than a thermometer. And it's he says, the further I looked into it, the more shocked I became. I found that the whole vaccine business was indeed a gigantic hoax. Most doctors are convinced that they are useful. But if you look at the proper statistics and study the instances of diseases, you will realize that this is not so. These are MDs. Dr. Lyndon Smith, MD, says modern drugs and vaccines have proven to be a hoax in attaining health. They have brought false hopes. The vaccines are not working. They are dangerous. We should, we should be working with nature. See, vaccines, are, are the, the concept behind them is almost like playing God. It's like you're getting immunity from the outside in. So you have to build up your own immune system. You have to work with your own body in order to fight off things. You don't get it from a needle. And I'm talking about building up your immune system. Antibiotics don't do that. Okay, so if you think, well, yeah, but I got an antibiotic, so I got better. Okay, you felt better, but it devastated your own immune system, and you killed all your own healthy flora. And now you're going to be susceptible to get it again next month, and all your healthy flora is going to be gone in your intestinal tract, which is going to make you susceptible to a candida yeast infection, systemically, in the bloodstream. Boyd Haley, PhD, in 2006 said, I think that the biological case against thimerosal meaning the mercury preservative factor in vaccines, is so dramatically overwhelming anymore that only a very foolish person or a very dishonest person uh, with the credentials to understand this research would say that thermamersol wasn't li the likely cause of autism. Dr. Bernard Rimland, PhD in 2006, said the vaccine autism evidence is now overwhelming despite the misinformation from the Centers for Disease Control and Prevention um, the Institute of Academy of Pediatrics and the Institute of Medicine. Well, it's a big, gigantic cover-up, a satanic cover-up. Dr. Boyd Haley again says a single vaccine given to a six-pound newborn is equivalent of giving a 180-pound adult 30 vaccinations on the same day. Think about that. It's not like they give you less when you're little. It's like they have this big proportional thing. There may be some proportion, but it's not. It's not anywhere near what it should be, and I don't even. I don't even think they do. 
A single vaccine given to a six pound newborn is the equivalent of giving a 180 pound adult 30 vaccinations on the same day. Vera Scheibner, PhD, said, I did not find it difficult to conclude that there is no evidence whatsoever that vaccines or any kind are effective in preventing the infectious diseases they are supposed to prevent. Further adverse effects are amply documented and are far more significant to public health than any adverse effects of infectious diseases. Immunizations not only did not prevent any infectious diseases, they caused more suffering and more deaths than has any other human activity in the entire history of medical intervention. That's a pretty powerful statement there. It will be decades before the mopping up after the disasters called by childhood vaccinations will be completed. Well, hold on. The only way you can mop up something is if you already done stopped it. Pardon my English. But you stopped it and then you can mop up. If you keep flooding society with these devil vaccines, you're not mopping up anything. You're just perpetuating it. So I wish that was the case. I wish we were on the other side of this, but we're not. Another next report, Big Brother Alert, unvaccinated families, addresses should be made public. So now we've heard we should we should all be in jail. Uh, all the vaccines should be should be mandatory. Parents should be in jail if they refuse. We've heard all of these different things today. Now we're hearing the family, unvaccinated families' addresses should be made public. This is by good, a good man called named Joe Matthews of Zocalio Public Square. I give you his uh, contact information here. I think you could get, get to him from there. He, this just came out on February 11th. The names and address, or, or the one, yeah, the, the one that said we should all go to jail, definitely. Okay. He says the names and addresses of parents who won't vaccinate their children should be made available on the internet through a public registry. Shouldn't we know where they live? Why? Because you're going to go firebomb the house? Or maybe drive by shooting? Maybe get an AK? And convert it to fully automatic or something and just spray the house as you go by? So that you can kill those unvaccinated devils in there so they can't spread death, disease, and mayhem? Like they're surely to do. Right? Don't tell me that's not the implication here. Or leave a whole bunch of veiled threats in the mailbox or maybe on the front door or maybe rig the car to blow up when they go. I don't know. Make an example out of them. Drive them out of the neighborhood. Turn them into the pariahs that they need to be, the social outcasts that they need to become. Make them go on the run. Let them flee like rabid dogs. From, from the wonderful vaccinated that are among us, the ones that have sense, the ones that care for their neighbors and for their loved ones because they've done the right thing. Plunge the needle in over and over and over. And hey, you know what? We've only got like a hundred more vaccines in the, in the pipe, in the pipe, in the hopper that we're going to keep implementing on, where will it ever be enough? It never will. You know what? Satan's never satisfied. He's never satisfied. He's never going to be satisfied. He's always going to want to inject you. I mean, look at how the vaccines have increased since their inception. That's, that's all the evidence you need to know. And, and to look at all the research and all the other vaccines they got coming. It's going to get gooder and gooder and gooder. As my friend Dick Zeiss used to say, the Baptist church I went to, went to, remember he always used to say that. I liked his English prowess. I liked it. Anyway, we should know where they live. That way, I think what NORAD needs to do is have a whole bunch of guided Hellfire missiles and just program on the GPS and just fire off those hellfires all at the same time, take out all the unvaccinated at once in one gigantic nationwide surgical strike. That's the solution. Rid ourselves of these devils who dare not vaccinate.
So I don't know. It's just just some, I don't know, bouncing stuff off you, my listeners. See what you think. You know? California measles outbreak has touched off a debate about how to reduce the number of parents who choose in defiance of all credible public health information. Yeah, like the public health information I just went over. In defiance of that. Not to vaccinate their children. You see the demonization occurring here? So far, the debate has focused on tightening California laws that make it easy for parents to obtain exemptions from school vaccination requirements. It's way too easy. No, no, no. No more this. Newly introduced state legislation would eliminate the personal belief exemption, religious exemption, that thousands of anti-vaccine parents have used. It's going bye-bye if they have their way. Good old Joe Matthews, the guy that wrote this report, says, I'd be more than happy to see this proposal become law. Yeah, you and Satan both, Joe, because you're both in lockstep. You're both giving each other big bear hugs. You're giving Satan a high five in your brain all the time, aren't you? But the politics of reducing parental choice are fraught and therefore are limits to the law's ability to compel good parenting. See, that's the problem. The laws aren't draconian enough. They're not big brother enough to compel us into good parenting. What kind of animals are we all? And I'm talking to my listeners. We're all animals. We're all cavemen. You know, all of us. We need to hang our heads in shame. Scream out to Satan to forgive us. I, I mean, oh, sorry. Sorry. Sorry about that. Lost control there. How can I not be just sarcastic? I mean, I, this is absolutely maddening information to try to cover it is just getting so unbelievably in your face satanic evil being called good and good being called evil from a watchman standpoint it's hard to even deal with and i've been doing this a long time as it is and it's getting worse and then you have sanctimonious holier than thou condescending Highest little liberal devils like this giving me a morality lesson. When they're probably the most reprobate little devils you could even imagine. Talk about having your mind darkened with sin that you would spew out something like this. Having your conscience seared with a hot iron. Being turned over to a reprobate mind. All of the above apply to good old Joe Matthews. But see, there's limits to the law's ability to compel good parenting. Oh, Joe, why, why can't you be the ruler of us all? King Joe on his throne with his, with his orb and his scepter on his jeweled throne with his jeweled crown with his court jester. Why, Joe? Why can't it be you? I would gladly grovel at your feet, Joe, for you to just give me another mandate, an edict of Satan, and give me a little more pearl, pearls of your wisdom. Because you, Joe, are logic on two legs. That's what you are. You are the quintessential essence of goodness and logic and everything that is right in this world on two legs, Joe. I am not unworthy. I'm not worthy to shine your shoes. That's how I feel. But that's just me. I'm funny that way. Anyway, he goes on to say there's a hard cultural fact. Few things are more fundamentally Californian then the freedom to believe whatever pseudo-religious or pseudo-scientific nonsense you choose. See, it wouldn't matter if I put a stack of uh, a thousand pages in front of Joe, covering like the information we've just got. That, that would be irrelevant to him. Because Joe's a worm. Joe's a devil. 
His mind has been darkened with sin. He's been turned over to a reprobate mind, like him and millions of others. And they are bent on doing evil. And the Bible says evil men and seducers shall wax worse and worse, deceiving and being deceived. Joe is deceived and he's trying to deceive others. And that's the sign of the end times that we're in. And being turned over to a reprobate mind. And having your conscience seared with a hot iron. They won't look at research. They don't care. Don't, don't confuse them with the facts. Why? Their minds are made up. Does it matter what you show them? I'm going to be a good little Nazi. I'm going to do whatever Big Brother government tells me to do. I'm going to do whatever Obama tells me to do. And you're wrong if you go against it in any way, shape, or form. So one other way, so one way or another, I'm going back to the report here. It's likely that parents will still find ways to avoid vaccinating their children despite the risk to both their own kids and their communities. Oh, I know, because the unvaccinated are just dropping dead like crazy because they don't got those poisons in them. I see them all over the road when I go. I drove down the road. They're just unvaccinated kids all over the side. They're in the ditches. They're just, some of them are still like living, you know? Some of them are like partially dead. Some are living. Some have went into the full zombification and they're, and they're literally like the walking dead walking around. But they're all unvaccinated, every one of them. The only ones that are healthy are the people eating their McDonald's, breathing in, you know, the, going out and making sure they get plenty of chemtrails every day, you know, um, um, taking every single vaccine that the government mandates for you to have, and it'll be seven more next week, drinking their fluoridated water with chlorine in it and all the other chemicals they put in there, eating, the, eating their garbage food and their deep fried stuff and their canola oil and their soy oil and every other little thing that they can put in their body and their BHT water bottles and endocrine disruptors everywhere. And I'm leaving so many things out. They're the ones that are, you know, I guess you call them specimens. You're a specimen. Remember that, that expression? Specimen of good health. Clean living. Our temples, from a physical standpoint, for the most part, are so defiled with bad garbage just from living in the world we live in. See, this stuff wasn't around 100 years ago. Yeah, maybe you, you might have had bleached flour. And I don't even know if the bleached of sugar came about at that point. It, it was... It was turn of the century and into there they didn't have all the chemicals and all all the stuff that we're exposed to. they didn't have all these draconian plans to kill us they weren't implemented again sanitation hygiene better sewage disposal those were the reasons that those diseases which were caused by all of the stuff i just said the sanitation the hygiene the sewage disposal that's why those diseases went bye-bye So going further, Joe says, a tougher and smarter way of dealing with the anti-vaccine parents would be to target not their choice, but the secrecy that surrounds their choice. Oh, whoa, what's that mean, Joe? Under today's privacy laws, public schools and health authorities must protect the identity of parents who choose not to vaccinate. Oh, that's, that's terrible. That may, that may, I'm starting to get sick. Hold on, I'm gonna have to pause the recording. Because I, I, this is not going to be pretty. No, sorry, just kidding. So he goes on to say, what's wrong for many reasons? That, that's wrong for many reasons, meaning protecting the um, identity of the parents who choose not to vaccinate. First, the secrecy effectively forces public employees, whose first duty should be to public safety, to be enablers of those who threaten that safety, the wicked unvaccinated is who he's in reference to. Second, parents who endanger the community's health don't deserve official protection. Well, they should all be killed, of course. That's what they're really getting at here if you really boil it down. Like I said, the Hellfire Missile Solution. Targeted surgical strike all at once. That way, nobody could, there would be no backlash because the only ones left 
would be the vaccinated. And they're not going to say anything. They're going to be like, oh, what a, believe a, breathe a collective sigh of relief. <laughs> All the vaccinated out there. That they finally live in a world free of unvaccinated people, which is obviously the way God intended it. I mean, everybody was vaccinated all the way from Adam and Eve going forward. Didn't you know that Adam and Eve got vaccinated in the Garden of Eden? It's always been God's plan. Immunity from the inside or from the outside in through pharmacia, through wicked companies that make them, who always have our best um, intentions at the, at the forefront and the center of their black satanic hearts. Come on. And third, the confidentiality of such exemptions makes it harder for those families who vaccinate their children to protect themselves. People deserve privacy in their private spheres, but a parent who won't vaccinate is not making a private health decision. They're making a public health decision that profoundly affects others. You devils. You unvaccinated vermin. Unclean, undone, unfit for humanity. You must all die off with their heads. That's what they're basically saying. If he could say it, he would. He's, he's Joe's trying so hard to put the brakes on and, and, and not call for everyone who are not vaccinated, the parents especially, to spend 30 days in the electric chair. Come on, that's what we really should be doing here. Torture and then death, because then it'll be even more of an example to anyone even thinking about bucking this wonderful 1984 Big Brother George Orwellian wonderful world we are living in and moving toward Hunger Games. That's my theory. I don't call me crazy, but you know, what are you gonna do? <laughs> I probably need to switch to Sanka. You know, I, I, I need to cut out the caffeinated products because, you know. Anyway, so. So let's treat the exemption they obtain as if it's a pub, as the public act that it is. Every single exemption request should be reviewed in a public meeting and approved by a public body. Guaranteed they're all going to be liberal devils in these public meetings and this public body that are deciding these the fate of the unvaccinated, okay? Like a city council or a school board, okay? And if the exemption is approved. Basic information, the parent's name, address, and the vaccinations um, declined should be available, meaning the vaccinations you have declined. That should all be available. Post it in the public square, post it in the newspapers, hire those planes that pull the banners in the sky to put the names of the families and their addresses to pull them in the sky. Put big stickers on the side of cars with, with the list so everybody can see them going down. Billboards, too, of course. And I'm throwing this that, that last part in because I think we should really, really let them have it. Really show them who's boss, you know? I mean, come on. You, can't, you, give, you, you give these, these, these unvaccinated names, they're going to try to take a mile. <laughs> we can't have that. No, sirree, Bob. No. Mm-mm. No, we want to smash them. Make them beg for mercy. They should also be available on the internet via public maintained registry. Tell you, Joe, I, I pray if it's possible your soul be saved. I really do. I don't believe it is. I believe you have been turned over to a reprobate mind. And your conscience has been seared with a hot iron because anybody so deluded as yourself and so evil as yourself, I really believe that you are a vessel of wrath, fitted, which means prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. I believe that you apply to the verse that the wicked go astray from the womb. They speak lies as soon as they be born. I believe that applies to you, Joe, and all your devil ilk. I do. I pray to God, if it be possible, your soul be saved. I really do. 
People that are tares in the Bible, T-A-R-E, okay, they're tare, they're wheat, they are vessels of wrath, fitted, prepared ahead of time for God's destruction. Now, that's God's business. I understand that. That's not for me to judge or decide, but I can judge fruit. And the wicked are known by their fruit. A tree is known by its fruit. And somebody that has such a clear satanic agenda, such as Joe and all of his ilk like him, it's pretty obvious who you're dealing with. You're literally dealing with a vessel of Satan, with a mouth that is speaking on Satan's behalf. This is what we're dealing with here. And it's becoming more the norm. And all it really makes me want to do is fight it more. I'm way over time on this part. The virtues of disclosure are clear. Having your family's name published as a potential hazard to public health would be a strong disincentive to obtain an exemption for all but the most committed, delusional anti-vaxxers. And the rest of us would be able to identify our unvaccinated neighbors and our children's unvaccinated schoolmates. Thank you, Joe. You are a true American.